This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. With your hosts, Kyler and Dallin, we're here to share the moments, magic, and memories that make film so special. Many focus on what there is to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope the time we've taken brings just a little bit more joy into the movies you watch and the world around them. Panda. Yeah, that... No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another Jack Black movie and nothing popped Jumanji? in. Jumanji? Yeah, I know. We, we just talked about that one. Bernie, Nacho Libre. Uh, yeah, Nacho. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Nacho Libre, yep, that's a good one. Um, High Fidelity. I don't know what that is. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, Be Kind Rewind, another good one. I also haven't heard of that one. But no, that's not what we're that talking about today. we're talking about. Today we're going to rock... We're going to school and we're going to rock. <laughs> and yeah, so we're talking about School of Rock. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry. I will only do that about 20 times this episode. Well, you got to get into the Jack Black feel of things, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just to get it over with, we're, we're talking about School of Rock. Came out in 2003. It is PG-13. It stars Jack Black, Mike White, Joan Cusack, and Sarah Silverman, and it's directed by Richard Linklater. You think that was intentional? Hmm. Jack Black and Mike White? <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> they did share an apartment together know. in real life. <laughs> um, like, yeah, it could be. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy this movie. I had not seen it until today. Yeah. Which I was surprised about it, but I didn't. I didn't chastise them for. It. I wasn't like, "Oh, you." It's okay. You haven't seen this, this movie. It's okay. <laughs> it's just okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I kid. <laughs> I am interested to see. Like, just complete side note. Yeah. I am interested to see someday if we do actually record a, an episode on one where it's like it some, was fine. one of us is super excited, and the other one's just at the end. They're like, legitimately, like it was just okay. I mean, we kind of had that with Alita. Alita sort of, and and then. Kinda with Dark Crystal, but it was it was still different context. Yeah, maybe like, you just need to broaden your horizons, Kyler. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. Over here being a, I don't even know what word I was gonna say. That <laughs> nothing came to mind. Regardless, <laughs> we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. If you haven't, like me, if you hadn't seen School of Rock, quick little recap for you. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Well, like, no, you kind of have to in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting episode. I'm telling you that already. Um, after being kicked out of his rock band, guitarist Slacker, there, there's that word again, <laughs> Dewey Finn faces a mountain of debts and depression. He shares an apartment with his best friend, Ned Schneebly, an old uh, band member who is now a substitute teacher. Dewey accepts a job as a substitute teacher at the snobbish private elementary school where his attitude and hijinks have a powerful result on his students. He learns they are talented young musicians and he decides to form a rock band with them to win the $20,000 prize money in a local band contest. Once Dewey wins a competition called the Battle of the Bands, the prize money could solve his financial problems and put him back in the rock music spotlight. Yeah. 
Also, like just real quick, that's one line that I thought was funny is because he poses as his friend Ned Schneebly. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers is like, so am I saying that right, Schneebly? And he's like, no, it's pronounced Schneebly. <laughs> I, I thought his interactions with the other teachers were actually really funny. Yeah, they were. There, there wasn't a lot of them, but there was a few. Yeah. It's a funny thing, as I mentioned earlier, this is a PG-13 movie. For a while when I was a kid, this was the only PG-13 movie I could watch. Yeah, because PG-13 movies are bad for you. <laughs> Just like rock and roll music is bad for you. It's it's of the devil. Well, then I'm of the devil, I guess. You're a bad influence on me, <laughs> Kyler. But, like, that's the funny thing, too, is, like, I grew up with rock and roll music, like 80s, 70s, uh, 70s and 80s music, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I've always been around it because my dad loves it and my grandpa loves it. Well, mm-hmm. both sets of my grandpas. So I've always been around it, but this movie kind of solidified it for me, mainly because when I was young, I was like, oh, these young kids are into rock? So that's not weird? That's not, you know, like, I was like, I was like, all right, I'll be into rock. You know, I, like, I'll fully, I'll fully embrace it, man. And I'm pretty sure I have ever since because, like, I mean, most of the time on my Spotify wrapped, it's like, a lot of the times it's like movie scores is the top one, yeah. but like right on the bottom is like classic rock or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. which Skylar always says in my Spotify rap is chaotic because I do like a, a variety of music, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just funny. Like watching this movie, I was just like, yes, this, this rules. <laughs> yeah. This, it had a little bit of a different effect on me, I guess. Yeah. The biggest thing that stuck out to me. It's just I was a band nerd oh, yeah. for several years. I guess technically like my pretty much my whole like middle school to high to school, high school career. career was I was band nerd the whole time. Yeah. And so like that's that's really like the perspective I was coming from of like being in band class and then like later being in marching band and like the effect that that had on me and the culture around all that stuff. And I've, I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I'm sure we'll get more into it today. And because we probably will never review it on on its own. This will be an important moment for me at some point, hopefully, to wrap in some things. The Allie and I watched Drumline the movie oh, yeah. a while ago, and I have thoughts about that. <laughs> and they were they were tangential to to things about this movie. So right. I, I'd like to see if I could wrap those in, but right. we'll get there when we get there. Um, it's very good. Yeah, no, it <laughs> is. We always, we always got to start the episode with that. It's right. a very good movie. <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, it, it like you know, I wasn't a band kid. I was a theater kid, so I mean, we're related. We're, we're theater rela- kid. We're related in some. Of way. course, you would say we're related. <laughs> Not even remotely the same. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> stick my nose up and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it does a really good. I mean, my wife is a band. Was a band kid. You know, she okay. she played the flute and yeah. Oh, right, we've talked about yeah. this too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flutes are okay. <laughs> no, don't let don't let her hear you say that. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like it does a good job at representing band kid, like because he finds them in band class and mm-hmm. they are playing like classical music and things. But the way that he just like picks out their talents and is like, okay, I you can do this. Like he doesn't say, I think you can, or like you should try this. He's like, nah, you can do this. Go ahead, do it. Yeah, uh, that was. One of my favorite parts of the whole movie, and it's it wasn't just like one section necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was something that kind of was played out several times. Mm-hmm. Just where he's like, 
you are so good at like the guitar. Like you play like he's like, I'm just gonna play a thing, you play right after. And he yeah. did it and then they did it and then he did it back and then, like, well, how enthusiastic kept... he was like, exactly when he was uh playing the now 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 and he's going, Yes, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah he's like... really getting into it. And like there was there's a part of me that's looking at that while watching and like uh, apparently I am very easy to read yeah. when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing a little bit of that during this movie where I was like, oh, this is kind of cringy. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, I had to stop and be like, no, like, this is... He's just... I mean, he's being Jack Black. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, no, he's just, like, super, super excited about playing in a band and, like, seeing... Like, it wasn't... The, the hard part is that at this part of the movie, he's his plan is like, ah, I can get them to be my band. So yeah, it is a little selfish. The bands. But that part is kind of lost to just the fact that he's like, no, you guys are talented. And I want to show you that you're talented. Yeah, and there's a few times when, like, a few of the kids come up to him and or either they come up to him or he notices that they're not having a good time or there's something wrong and yeah. like the first one to come up to him is Lawrence who plays the piano or the keyboard uh-huh. and he he's like hey man I don't think I'm cool uh, I can't I, be in the band yeah I can't I'm be in, cool. yeah I can't be in the band because I'm not cool and Jack Black was what do you mean you are cool without like any hesitation he was like he was like you, the way you play the piano he's like no joke oh, are we gonna get that again where we hear beeps for different things <laughs> But yeah, just the way that he is able to lift those kids up, and I don't even think he realizes per se that he's doing that. Mm-hmm. But like he does that with Tamika, the one who wants to sing. Like she comes up to him and is like, "Hey, I want to sing," and he's like, "Okay, well, sing for me." And even when she's like a little hesitant, for he's like, "If you want to sing, I gotta hear you sing." And then she does, and she's amazing. And he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Why didn't you do that in the first place?" I don't remember what he said, but there, like, that's one of the biggest reasons why I was like so impressed with it is because. The way he's just like, uh, he, it was something along the lines of like, don't, it was like something with the missing piece and how he's found it now. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember the exact wording, but I was just like, that's such a, like a good way of putting that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, just like the enthusiasm of him being like, you are so good at what you do. And just like immediately and super, super in like, yeah, it's just to make them feel good about themselves. Well, and just how perceptive he is, too. Like, when he saw, you know, Zach, the guitarist, he saw his dad, like, yelling at him about, like, he's like, no more no more rock music, just classical. And, and he's like, don't don't snap at me. Don't give me your attitude and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And how he noticed that, you know, his dad was being kind of a jerk to him. And uh, and how he kind of cheered him up that way, you know, told him to be less loosey you know, tell him to be more loosey-goosey. And, you know, like, uh, and then also with the fact that, like, that whole scene where he's like, okay, so, you know, rock's about, you know, like your feelings and things that you uh, you want to express. And so he went to all the kids and was like, what is something that you guys are pissed off by? Just like completely mad well, about Well, I mean, it. he started with, yeah. he's like, he's like, it's what is rock about? Yeah. And they're like, uh, oh, it's about like scoring chicks. Or yeah. it's about like getting blasted with your friends or like other stuff like that. He's like, no, that's not what it's about. What's it really about? Sticking it to the man. Sticking it to the man. And at the moment, he was the man. Yeah, and he, so he's like, all right, come at me. Like, I'll be the man right now. You guys, you know, stick it to me. Yeah. And then they pretty much all just insulted him a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, that's good. Like, now let's change it to like, what's something in your lives that, that you don't like? 
Yeah, and so they said like chores or bullies or mm-hmm. you know just a lot of things that uh, I think math was math one of them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, something and, like that. Yeah. And then like so he went up to Zach, who this whole time you could tell he was upset, didn't want to participate because his dad told him not to or you know whatever. But you could tell he wanted to. Yeah, because like that kid wouldn't be that upset if he you know if, if he didn't want to do it. And so he was like, Zach, what would you say to a bully? If he came up to you and started getting in your face, and Zach, for a few times, like, just refused to say it. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, no. And it, well, the funny thing is, is Jack Black was kind of getting in his face to kind of yeah. put that point. He's like, what would he say? Well, what would you say if a bully was getting in your face and pushing you around? And then uh, Zach was like, step off. And then Jack Black did a really, you know, big musical number about, step off! (laughs) And he had been making the the beginning of the song where he's like, chores suck, and like, I don't want to do my chores, and like, bullies suck, and let's, like, get rid of the bullies, or I don't remember exactly what he said, but then... Then it's like he made like the the sort of chorus bit step, step off. off yeah and like that and, was a, a really interesting way of like putting all that together well and the way that he got all the kids even Zach and Zach started smiling at the end the where they were all chanting step off you know and he was really showing these kids how to really express themselves because it really when you first see them they're in this kind of private school like very you know and I'm obviously I'm sure not every private school is like this but like a lot of private schools are known for being kind of preppy and you know there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of you know things like that a lot of stuck up teachers and expectations Mm -hmm. and so these kids even at this young age of like 10 they were all like 10 I think they had all of these expectations set upon them and uh, things that they needed to do and they were all kind of closed off and even without realizing it i think he does later but i think it's just his inherent ability to just like notice things and just kind of like want to uh be funny and like i've been there because i'm funny to kind of get people to cheer up and stuff too but like the way that he does it he makes these kids get out of their shell Mm -hmm. you know and uh and the way that even at the very end uh just to jump ahead when they realize oh he was this fake he wasn't our real teacher he wasn't our real substitute but they still believed in him and still were like let's go get him let's go do this thing like yeah he lied to us but we could like i think it was tamiga said mr schneebly was cool like he was he he helped us do all of these things yeah yeah another big big moment in the movie that i really enjoyed that showed that he really cared about these kids even if he didn't really realize it himself yet was that montage of him teaching them all of these things because he had start that he had given everybody the roles. He he'd been like, okay, let's do this thing, and then it goes to a montage of him like writing on the chalkboard about all the different bands and things and where they came from and like what year they debuted and like then showing them different uh, different clips of, of things that happened. Seeing Freddie watch some drummers, you know, ha- showing Jack Black teach them more things and just like seeing how uh, like stoked he was about just teaching them. Mm-hmm. That was really cool too. Yeah, it kind of brings up an interesting thought that, it, I mean, was big for me and probably for you as well. Um, it's just like sort of that idea of you know, why do we spend so much time doing these quote-unquote like distractions or mm-hmm. or like pretty much the idea is, is why do I never remember math or history or, right. or English class? And yet, for me, it's like, except I could have a 12-hour-long conversation about Warframe 
yeah. and all kinds of crazy stuff. And you could have that same conversation about Star Wars. Yeah. And and we can sit here and dissect a movie for an hour and a half every week, <laughs> but it's just a movie. And there'd be people out there who's like, why are you wasting your time yeah. with things like well, that? Even the parents in this movie, like when they have the like parent-teacher conference thing, like... Well, I think it's Zach's parents says like, oh, all my kid can talk about is music. All he's talking about is music. Well, is is that you're doing? Like he he said that. Influence. Yeah, is that your influence? Yeah, and it's it's weird how some people think that's such a bad thing. You know, well, it's it's like this idea that uh, music is good, but only some music. Yeah, because they're they're like you can you can work on music. But it has, it has to be, to be what, what they gave you in class to work on, mm-hmm. not this other rock and roll crap. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this, but it's just like, I really hate gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's it, that's the thing, too, is well, neither of us are parents yet, so we don't know. But, like, being a parent can be difficult trying to figure out, yeah. you know, what you want to do, what like what's best for your kid, all that stuff. But, like, when you see, like... That moment that Jack Black saw Zach's dad kind of berating him for doing things that he likes, you know, you know that that's not a, a good thing. And, you know, I think as an audience, we were supposed to be like, oh, that's kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just just seeing the way, like, it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like, like you said, like, you can relate to this as much as I can because, like, I was in theater, but you were in band. Both the arts. Yeah. My theater teacher was the biggest influence on me in high school. Like like you said, I don't remember a lot about math, English, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that there's someone out there who their passion could be English or could be math and their math teacher. But like most of the time I hear from people, they're like, oh man, I really miss my band teacher. Or oh man, I really miss my math teacher. Or not math, sorry, my, my drama teacher. It's like the arts teachers, the, you know, or even like the, oh man, I really miss my drawing teacher or something like that. You know, it's like, there's something that that's sparking that creativity that 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 thing to that makes you who you are you know like like i said these kids were in such a rigorous kind of monotonous kind of day and day you know like mm-hmm. oh we're do math she gives a, a pop quiz she even said that at the beginning she's like she does all these things every day you know these are demerits these are gold stars you know but then once jack black came in and gave them that um ability to branch out and explore who they are you saw the different things like uh um the drummer uh freddie he puts his hair up he changes his uh they they start talking about the different bands and like oh no 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 this and this this, no this guy was a better drummer oh come on he's anyone's a better drummer than you and just seeing how they're even more connected to each other because jack black the arts teacher essentially came in and open their minds to all of that. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense, but... No, it does. Yeah. It absolutely does, at least to me. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just kind of thinking about some of my own stuff right yeah. now. And, like, I've but. had a big... Like I said, my theater teacher, she was one of the biggest influences on... I mean, when I was younger, I... You know, it, like, this is going to sound crazy coming from me, now that you've known me for however <laughs> long, but, like, I always said when I was younger, I did not like musicals. Besides, like, Disney or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was like, ah, musicals aren't for me. They're kind of, I know this sounds bad now, but I was like, they're kind of girly, you know? Like, yeah. like it, it, I was like, nah, they're not for me. They're, uh, and, like, I wouldn't audition for it. Like, I did some plays and things, and I was like, nah, I don't really like musicals. And my theater teacher was the one who was like, no, you should audition. 
trust me. Like, she was like, you should audition. And I did, and I fell in love with it. I, like, absolutely wouldn't change a thing. Like, that, like, everyone's like, would you go back and do high school? And I was like, most of it not, but that part, that part I liked. (laughs) And it just, it was, it was such a, like, it really was. Like, I was bullied a lot in junior high, and in junior high, I didn't do a lot of theater. Or yeah, I bullied you in junior high. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you would come uh, come up to me and be like, hey, Kyler, wham, punch right in the shoulder. Yeah, that's just because I was kind of <laughs> clueless when I was younger. And uh, I wouldn't ever call I it bullying. I thought that was but... funny, but it wasn't. It was just me being dumb. It was just like, <laughs> I see Dallin coming around the corner. I'm like, oh, gosh. Uh, just gotta, like, oh, no, here it goes. Got to turn so my backpack is where he hits. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, it wasn't that. But like I said, I wouldn't call it bullying. I think it was just a quirky. It was just all good fun. It's fine. But it's like you know, I had I I I couldn't quite express myself when I was that young, and then like like when I was in junior high, and then when I had that, you know, I I did my theater class, and I loved it, and she noticed that I loved it. She probably noticed that I liked it more than I even thought I did at the time. That's why she was like, "No, you should audition." And I auditioned. I got in, and I made a lot of friends. I made a lot of memories. I even did a little bit of theater out of high school, and it just, it was weird because I was able to express myself in a way I'd never thought I could before, mm-hmm. and even it helped me with things like, you know, when I was young in junior high, I would get made fun of for liking Star Wars and things, and, you know, like, bringing my comic books to school, and, you know, it was it sucked. It, it was bad, but, like, having theater as an outlet and seeing that all these theater people were weirdos like me and that they didn't care made me be like I shouldn't care about it I should just be myself and not let anybody think anything else you know and it is such an interesting outlet to have to be able to do that and I know other people can have it through things that aren't necessarily the arts like sports and whatever but like it's nice to have that outlet and have that be an option for for kids newsflash everyone's a weirdo (laughs) yeah it's just always been something very important to me. And it's like, like I said, I did a little bit of theater outside of high school and stuff and I haven't been able to lately, but I'd like to again. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those things that like, and I mean, this is one reason why I want to do this podcast because uh, I remember when we were talking about it, I was like, I love movies and I love talking about them. I want to share that with people. I never <laughs> shut up. So we might as well, <laughs> yeah. we might as well put it somewhere where people can listen. <laughs> Thanks for putting it so delicately. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I mean, that was pretty much more for my side. Of things, yeah. But no. We're similar in a lot of ways. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, people ask why, like, oh, wow. I want, why did their theater experience have such an impact on them? It's because it was something that can give them that expression and creativity. And it's really nice to see in this movie that that essentially is what they had here. Like, they may have had other, like, extracurricular activities or, you know, like, they had their band class and stuff, but it was very rigorous. You know, like, oh, you got to do these things. You got to uh, do these specific classical pieces. We're not going to branch out or anything. or And to be fair, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, it is. If you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is kind of what I mean about, like, the gatekeeping thing. It's people saying, like, oh, music is good. But only the right kinds of music. Yeah. That's not how it works. Music is good or music isn't good. Like, video games are good or video games aren't good or movies, movies are, are good, good or movies aren't good. Like, 
like the the biggest thing where I see that kind of attitude nowadays is like, oh, video games make you violent, and mm. and like I don't want to go find all the studies that try to disprove that and do a pretty good job, but like at the same time, it's like maybe some video games don't help with that kind of thing, and kind of like you know, rock and roll, it's a yeah. bad influence on you. Yeah, a lot of like, yeah, that's a huge sentiment that we still hear about today, even though it's not really that pervasive anymore i mean it you get yeah it, it's not as big as it was in the past but in the past you know people would look at kiss the band kiss mm-hmm. and they'd be like oh you know what it's really standing for knights and satan service yeah or acdc antichrist devil's children when acdc they were just all electricians and so yeah. <laughs> that's why you see in their logo it has a lightning bolt because i know, I know. yeah like and like it's just funny how people can go to those conclusions because... It's also, I think, isn't ACDC like alternating current, direct current? Yeah. No, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an electrical term. Like, yeah. that's it. And, and KISS <laughs> is just KISS. Like, the, yeah, they look weird. You know, they're face paint and, you and, know, like... But, like, the, that's this is kind of like the point going back to the movie is like, what is the point of rock and roll? Mm-hmm. It's sticking it to the man. Like... And that's kind of a, I don't know how to quite say it, but like it, it doesn't quite encompass the, the ideas I would like to put it. Right. It's more of like expressing myself and not having to worry about anything else. Well, and that's the thing too, is like that quote unquote sticking it to the man doesn't have to just apply to music or rock and roll. It can apply to other things like movies and video games. And, you know, like if that's a field that you want to work in, if that's something you want to do, anything that you want to do, sticking it to the man, doing your own thing, don't, don't, like, I mean, sticking it to the man is such a rock and roll yeah, term. Yeah, correct. You know, but, like, being yourself, man. Like, yeah, like, I don't, this is just an interesting thing that popped in my head when you said sticking to the man in movies. Yeah. Gremlins 2. <laughs> if, if, I've never seen either of them. Yeah. But I, I watched the whole video about Gremlins 2 mm. and how, the studio was like, we need a Gremlins 2 because Gremlins 1 was super like successful. Yeah. And they, they're like, they tried to get the old director to come back and they're like, all right. He's like, I'll do it. But you have to give me an effectively unlimited budget and full creative freedom. <laughs> and he made a satire pretty much of yeah. the first movie. Like the entire second one was just making fun of the first one yep. from like start to finish. It's pretty and, great. And it was like, it's not good. No, it's, it's not. supposed to be bad. Yeah. But it's it's amazing because of that. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like, to me, one of the original pioneers of doing that in movies is George Lucas. George Lucas, like you know, I mentioned how he may not be the best actor's director. You know, like he 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 doesn't really quite get that. But like, he was like, you know what? I don't like big studios. I don't like big. Uh, you know, like they make the decisions. They do yeah. all this. I, I, most of the directors who make big movies nowadays don't even get any say, and that's still true to this day. In some areas, it's getting a little better. But um, George Lucas was like, "I'm going to make my own movie." You know, yeah, I may need to get some backing from 20th Century Fox and things like that, but I'm going to do it my way, and they're going to either like it or they're not. Yeah, and it ended up being one of the biggest movies of all time, and. And that's the same thing as people like to call the prequels, which we've talked about a little bit, that they're a little overhated. Yeah. Um, but those are talked about as like some of the biggest independent movies of all time. Because with the money that George Lucas made from the original three, he was able to fund this himself. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, he did still have 20th Century Fox's like distribution rights and stuff like that. But he pretty much 
did everything on his own because he was like, screw big corporations. <laughs> and yeah. yes, he did end up uh, selling to Disney, which some people could be like, well, screw big corporations. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things where he did what he wanted to do. And he was like, I don't care if people think it's going to be bad. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And I think everyone wants that mm-hmm. in some way. Like, they, yeah. everyone wants to be able to be like, I want to do my own thing and not have anyone else tell me what to do mm-hmm. with it. Like, I just I just want to make my thing. It's, like, it's, it's not just in rock and roll, but, like... That's one of that was the, the thing with rock and roll is is you know being independent and and rebelling and like it's everyone says rebel yeah but like I don't think they really know what that means it's not just like oh I'm gonna ignore my parents just because that's mm-hmm. fun it's like it's learning to be your own person well yeah and sticking up for what you think is right because that is a lot of things in the history of rock and roll. Like, look at Elvis. Look at what he was doing for the, the uh, people at the time, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he essentially took black music at the time, which, you know, like, that was back in the 50s when there was a lot of segregation and all that terrible stuff happening. Problems. And Lots Elvis problems. grew up in a black neighborhood, and he took that music and was like, I'm going to bring it to the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can talk about, you know, things like... You know, yes, he was still a white guy doing this and he still was able to do it because of, you know, but like he was able to help push that forward, you know, and yeah. do it because he was like, I don't care what people say. Just a, like a small side yeah. of the things I was thinking about with that. Like, no one's perfect. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, there was the Elvis movie that came out mm-hmm. a, a couple of, was a year ago, two years ago, something was, like that. It was the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Recently. 2022. And like, I just, when that came out, like, a lot of people were like, oh, look at what. This is trying to like paint him in a really good light. Yeah. But like he did these other bad things and yeah. like there was other questionable stuff. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Everyone does bad. And like another yeah. one that pops to mind, P. T. Barnum mm. with The Greatest Showman. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, I do too. I as far as I know, it's pretty universally liked. But like a lot of people are like, Oh, but he was profiting off of like all these quote unquote circus freaks. Well and, and that's like, the thing is is like the story that's told in the Greatest Showman movie is a lot different than like yeah. real life. Like, but, but here's the point. Like here's here's the thing that I kind of take from it is like, sure, that real person might have done bad things, but like we can learn from that and we can move on. And like, I don't care about the person P.T. Barnum, Mm -hmm. but I think that the character P.T. Barnum is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. And And so like some people could say, they could argue like, well, you're like overruling history Right. For the sake of a movie character. But at the same time, it's like, that movie character taught me tolerance. Yeah, and 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 you're using that story that is based on real events to tell a really good... A, a really good... Uh, I can't think... Um, message. Yeah. Why can I think of the word message? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. Yeah. But uh, you're telling that good message from this... You know, they see that story, like... It could have just been the filmmakers could have just sat down and been like, oh, you know, P.T. Barnum's circus had a lot of very interesting special people. We want to tell a story about that. And they weren't even caring about the actual story. They were just like, we want to tell a story about being yourself and uh, staying true to that. And they just used that as a framing device, you know. And so, like, I personally don't have an issue with that, of, Mm -hmm. like, reframing things that are inspired by historical events to, like, teach a better story or 
improve the world we live in or yeah. like try to be better. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too is with going back to this movie with rock music. There's a lot of great things that happen from it, but there were a lot of bad things that happened from it too. A lot yeah. of bad, like look look at a lot of the rock stars, like a lot of the things they did. You know, it's like they push the boundaries in a lot of ways and most uh, yeah. like a lot of them not great ways i mean you look at like uh, motley crew there was nikki six who had a heart attack and was pronounced dead for for uh, uh because of all the drugs and alcohol he was doing because of the yeah. fame that got to his head ozzy osbourne can barely speak because of all the things he's done now. I mean, he can still sing, which is incredible, but, like, when you hear him talk, and, and like, he's a legend, the Prince of Darkness himself, but he made a lot of mistakes, you know? And you don't want to shy away from any of that, but, like... Yeah, that's true. And, like, like, I think it would be a bit of a disservice to, like, say, you know, the point of this sort of mentality is to rebel, to... to, like, push back against the system, like, try to Mm -hmm. be your own person. All these things we've been talking about... But at the same time, like, there is danger with going too far. Mm-hmm. Like, it is important to be able to live on your own, be your own person, do your own thing, and be happy with who you are and, how, yeah. like, what you're doing. But at the same time, if you keep going, you can make mistakes that you either can never live down or really hard to. Well, and that's one thing I appreciated with Jack Black in this movie is there were a few times that were brought up rock and rolls about drinking and getting babes. And he yeah. was like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, and like even like later when they were uh, signing up for the Battle of Bands, and Freddie goes and hangs out with those guys, and how like upset Jack he's like, no, those guys aren't real rockers; they're posers. They're posers. He he was like, they just want to sit around, drink, and you know, do all that stuff. That's not what it's about, man. You know, and and like that was a cool growth too, seeing him like actually how much he cared about, like how he was like, hey, don't make me send a letter to your parents, you know, like yeah, and just like all this stuff where the he just was like. This is not what it's about. We're doing this because we love it and because this is who we are. And that's another important part to kind of like balance out the argument. Yeah. Just like, you know, doing our own thing is like once you realize who you are, you still need to be able to understand what's important Mm -hmm. and what's most important. Yeah. And like no one can define that besides you. But at the same time, like it, there are certain general things that are what's most important like your family your livelihood yeah. like your your significant other things like that like children like those well, things are always generally going to be the most important things yeah and i think you know at the beginning of this movie i think dewey yeah, jack black's character i don't think he really had a lot of that to kind of yeah to kind of uh, live for is that the right you know wording i, I mean it can, not necessarily live for but to kind of like speak for in the word of rock you know he mm-hmm. he just wanted to rock to rock and that was a kind of he didn't have a real reason yeah in his first song that he shows the this the class yeah that they're going to perform is a song that's all about his like getting kicked out of the band yeah and he's like oh they wronged me and it was my band and like blah 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 and, like, he's just angry. And it isn't until the end when he's like, no, Zach wrote this song that's about his life that he learned. Like, he learned and wrote this song because of what's happening here. Yeah. That's more important. Yeah. And he's like, that is something true to him and something we should all do. And, like, even when the band were like, we haven't practiced that one enough. And the way he trusted them, he's like, I trust you guys to be able to pull this off. And, like, the guy who did the lighting, he's like, the lighting is all queued up to the other song. And he was like, you got this. 
Now go, get going. Yeah. But my favorite part about that small interaction yeah. is, is, is he's like, you just got to feel it. You got to believe it. And then the other kid's just like pauses for a second. He's like, okay. And then he walked away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, all right. We're going to make it work. Yeah. And just the way that throughout this movie, he ends up realizing what it is about. And he, like you see at the end, he starts the little after school program about yeah. just jamming with these kids and teaching them music and everything. Because like, Yes, math, English, uh, history, that stuff is important. But like this other stuff really gets you to figure out life. Like, yeah. I, like I know that sounds silly, but like through all my uh, extracurricular things is where I really figured out how to be a person. So this, this is a, something I was thinking about earlier. And there's, there's several things, and hopefully I'll get to them if they're relevant. But this one, um, a lot of people... Say like, oh, why do you need art? Like, mm. what's the point of art? Or they make fun of and people even, trying to go even into artists that field. ask, yeah. what's the point of art? Yeah. Like, that's one of the pillars of art is questioning <laughs> what art is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, if we didn't have art, there would be no movies. There'd be no fashion. There'd no be no music. color. There yeah. would be no expression of any kind. It would be a very boring and gray world, and we'd just we'd like pretty much just do math and like write history books and it would just be like it wouldn't even be like interesting history books it'd just be like what happened bullet points yeah that's it well like, like that's the thing is like it's silly because the you know, like i have this argument a lot when people are like why do you like movies so much and i'm like and i'm like well it's subjective every piece of art is subjective it's like you know everyone has their thing and they're like oh we call movies art very pretentious i'm like Everything can be art if you really look at it, yeah. you know, like... Oh, and th see, this is another immediate thought that I just had. Like, I don't want to sell math short. Math yeah. can be art. Oh, yeah. As sure. I have seen some crazy, like, people who are super, super, super into math and, like, understanding these complicated mm -hmm. problems and the way, like, the passion they have in it. I've yeah. had several conversations with Skylar about, like, these weird mathematical concepts and every time I'm like, yeah. this is so fascinating. Yeah, it is. And well, and even like Skylar and Megan, they really like like space stuff. Yeah. And it's really fascinating to be like, I'm not super into act. Well, like I'm into Star Wars, but that's not real space stuff. Yeah, it's space <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. But like, uh, like it's really interesting to hear them talk about it. And like, you know, like when they post something like, oh, look at this cool new space thing that happened in real life. I'm like, wow, that is fascinating. Or like, and it's it's cool because of how passionate they are about it. You know, I, I don't remember all the details, but the story about how we got the first image of a black hole. Oh yeah. Like I'd say that's pretty artful. Yeah. Like that's pretty artsy. Is using these crazy like signals from multiple places on the globe at different times to mm -hmm. get a picture of a single spot in the sky. Yeah, that is just this blurry little orange circle, mm -hmm. and that's all it is. But like at the same time, we're sitting here and we're like, "This is amazing." Yeah, and like how we detected gravitational waves. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and well, and like I'm not the biggest sports guy, but like me and Jess have been watching a couple of football games leading up to the Super Bowl. And like sometimes the way that those quarterbacks throw that football, that's pretty artful. <laughs> like I can never do something like that, you know. Like there, there's expression in everything. Yeah. Like that's that's why we need art. And I think the the real problem when when somebody asks that question is they don't understand what they're asking. Mm -hmm. There would be nothing of substance. There would be no meaning on earth. There'd be nothing left. 
uh, like the first one of the first thing popped in my head is like I'm looking over across at you. You're wearing a blue sweatshirt. That wouldn't exist because <laughs> no one would have bothered to try to make anything blue. Yeah, it would have been brown or gray, whatever color we can use to make clothes out of the material we made them from. Like, <laughs> right? That's it. <laughs> and like the style of sweatshirt you're wearing might not even exist because no one would have challenged the style it'd be just like nah we're just gonna make clothes that keep us from dying yeah that's it like every form of expression would have been gone that's like art is important yeah i'm going on a i'm on a soapbox i'm on (laughs) several soapboxes stacked on top of each other right now but we're in it we're going (laughs) i mean i feel like that's the thing that like that that's Jack Black's whole point. I mean, in anything you see him do, like uh, the way he talks about rock and roll, the way he talks about that kind of stuff, it's it, it's so fascinating to watch him talk about it because he is so passionate. It, and he never like pushes it on anybody. Never. He's like, I get that not everybody's going to like this, but this is what I like and why it's been so important to me. With With all of the kids, I think my favorite part about the whole thing is it's not him, like you said, it's not him pushing mm-hmm. rock and roll onto them. It is him showing them that they already have it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like saying, you can apply it here in I, this way. I mean, I mentioned to you this uh, before we started recording, but one of my favorite lines in the movie is when he's talking to Katie, who plays the cello. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, this is the bass. And you flip it over, cello. And yeah. he just like, he's like, it's pretty much the same thing, but you just... yeah. <laughs> He's, he's saying he's like you have this skill and this here's another thing that you can apply that to, mm-hmm. and same with all the other kids. Like I mean, uh, Freddie, he, he's like anybody drum, anyone know how to play the drums? And Freddie's like I do percussion, which is drums. Percussion is just easy. All you gotta do is hit a thing with a stick. Shut. Up. <laughs> I hate people like that. <laughs> but it is. You're right. You're right. You got me. There's no skill involved in percussion. Yeah, none at you all. Just pick up a stick and you just go bop, 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 bop. That's all you need. That's all you need. No rhythm, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like it's almost like the the drumline is the most important part of any marching band. And if they're not right, then everyone else is wrong. Yeah. Ooh, it's almost like they're the the literal heart, the heartbeat of an entire <laughs> band. It's almost like if they are not working, nothing else works. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean the heartbeat is kind of a <laughs> yeah. pat on the yeah, but they they're called the battery for a reason. Mm. Like they're they're it's the rhythm section or the percussion. But like when I was in marching band, we were always called the battery because you kept things running. It literally we are the power source. We drive the band. That yeah. is like. The in a it, it's I don't want I'm on a soapbox again. <laughs> We're on a tangent. We're going. The the in a marching band, uh, you have the drum major who's conducting the whole band, and then there's the center snare, and those two people look directly at each other the entire time, and the the center snare goes off of the uh, drum major, mm-hmm. and then everyone else listens to the the drums pretty much. Like you're not really supposed to, but like. <laughs> We do. And and that's also why the, the drum line is always in the back, because sound travels slowly, and so it travels forward across the rest of the band. They can all hear the time. And, like, you're not supposed to listen to any section other than the drums, pretty right. much. And it's really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, Jack Black throughout this movie shows them, like you said, he doesn't force anything on them, but he just shows them that they already have. Yeah. And it... 
it's very commendable and it really it, it's really cool like i said earlier to see those kids like yeah this guy lied to us but he was cool he did care about he us he taught us something yeah and like i said that montage showing him actually teaching them like yeah, yeah it wasn't their curriculum but he was he was giving them information they'd never knew before information that'll make them uh like I, he, I'm trying to think of the words. He doesn't like, change a lot throughout the movie. Yeah. But the kids do. Mm-hmm. And, and they change like, because of him. Understanding like why they changed and how they changed is important because they they learned from what he was teaching them. And then at the end, when he got taken away, they were like, Yeah, we're gonna do the show anyway. This is what we've been training for for weeks. This is something we've all been looking at. This is pretty much exclusively what we've been doing at school for three weeks. Yeah. So we're gonna do it. And they learned that from him. That's that's the mentality he was trying to drive home. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to pick him up. We're going to kick him out of bed and we're going to go. And then... Well, and I, I also like, too, where he did have a little moment where he tried to apologize to him. And he couldn't quite get the words out. And then Summer was like, no time for apology. We got to get... Yeah, she was doing her job. Yeah. She's being the band manager. She's yeah. like, we're going to be late. We got to go. Yeah. yeah, and none of the kids, like, the kids had already forgiven him at that point. Like the, it's either that or they just didn't care. Yeah. Like, like they're like the the show is more important. Yeah. And it's not about winning, like they said. It's mm-hmm. it's about doing a good show. And I mean, you get that Rocky moment at the end where they didn't win. Yeah. But they were the people's champ. Yeah. And and yeah. the whole room chanting, "School, School of Rock, Rock. School, School of what's Rock." What's that? That's an encore. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the the more important th- like. This is something I wanted to bring up a little bit earlier, but I think this is a much better place. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, Zach's father. Yeah. Um, and we may have touched on, like, Lawrence's dad, too, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Lawrence's but his the dad. The parents. Yeah. They were all kind of strict, and, you know, like, Lawrence's yeah. dad held up the the music CD and was like, this isn't homework, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and they were, they were criticizing the way he was teaching them, and they were very hard on their kids. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go as far as to say they were doing things, like, poorly or wrong like it's hard there's a lot of nuance there Mm -hmm. and the thing that shows me that they were still like being good parents quote unquote like i mean that yeah you know what i'm saying but like at the end once they they go in to like get their kids back from the show but once they see what they do on stage they're all in. Like, they're all excited for them. They're yeah. all like, look at that. That's amazing. That's our kid. Like, I really like the uh, the interaction between Lawrence's dad and Zach's dad, where Lawrence's mm-hmm. dad is, your son is very talented. And he said, thanks, yours too. Yeah. Yeah, and they both kind of had the look down their face where they were surprised, but they were like, wow, that's that's my kid. You know, yeah. like, this is what he wanted to do, and I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention, you know? And it's just, like, being able to see that talent applied. Like... Again, going back another time to like the the like you can do music, but it has to be the classics. Like it has yeah. to be that stuff. Like that's the only talented musicians that there are. Mm-hmm. That's not true. No, I have seen there. There's one artist I listen to who makes like eh, I don't I don't even want to try to pretend I know what genres are, but it's <laughs> like kind of metal music, yeah. sort of on the fringes. I I don't know exactly, but he is insane because he does all of the instruments himself Mm. and i think he does a lot of the vocals too and it is some of the most like complicated and ridiculous music i have ever listened to in my life and a lot of it's really weird yeah but at the same time like he is good enough that it justifies anything that he (laughs) wants to do because he's just sitting there and he is just 
like unleashing his mind on us yeah in the form of music and like that is really what it's all about right i mean look at hendrix hendrix was one of the best guitarists of all time the way that he could just play that guitar and it was a little extra guitar mm. and and then bowie i mean look at all his music his music was weird sometimes david bowie had some weird music but it was it was coming from him like you knew that that was like I love when you can hear just like a line from a song, like it just, and you're like, oh, that's Bowie because like it's so him. It's so, yeah. and same with like Freddie Mercury and like oh. their signature, yeah, is built into the the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all these greats, all these Elvis, even you know, like yeah. like all these people, like they put their heart and soul into it, and it's just, it's so cool to see in any genre of music. This is something that we have touched on a lot and i'm glad we finally got a, a, a moment to sort of really dive deep into it because like we've talked about the music in movies mm-hmm. a lot and it's it's difficult to talk about it is even yeah. in this episode we still haven't had like true like factual things that yeah. we're saying it's all just like kind of this like feelings and like <laughs> i guess it's this way right but like music is super important and and you brought up earlier that when you were younger, you didn't like musicals. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to kind of respond to that and be like, I think that's kind of true for me even now. Like, I don't love musicals, but I've been coming around on them because I'm, I, originally, a lot of the musicals I had seen are a lot of the older ones. Like, uh, I don't know, a lot of old Disney movies is yeah. what my parents had a lot of. And in most of those, it felt like the music was a break from the story right. and a break from the movie. It's like, oh, we're doing movie things. Like, all right, now we're going to pause. Music time. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's different and it just doesn't feel like it fits yeah. necessarily. But then nowadays, like, there's so many more musicals that I've watched and I've been able to be like, this is telling a story. And it's telling the same story, but it's telling it in a more profound way. Yeah, it's a way for you to say, like, that's what makes a musical good is when the music is able to, like, instead of a monologue like you would a play of them expressing their emotions, they sing a song. Yeah. And like like you said, it can be moments where it is kind of like, oh, here's a break, we'll just do a da- dance number and stuff like that. And that can be, that can be welcome, and, you know, that that is great, too. But, like, when it's things like Greatest Showman, I mean, that, to me, that, that mm. song, the From Now On at the very end... W- like it's so visceral like seeing how he he made mistakes he did a lot of mm-hmm. things but him realizing how that he's gonna fix those and i mean the the name of the song from now on he's pretty much saying from now on i'm gonna be different yeah this is how things are gonna be and like even the muppets we talked about the muppets the man or a muppet song that is such a powerful song if you really look into it yeah, like but it, it's, it's like it's taking it from sort of the muppet side of things where yeah. it's like where it's going to be funny it's going to yeah. be goofy it's going to be silly but they're talking about like deeper things like you know who they are on the inside yeah. you know like and so it can be a really good ex- way of expressing in characters yeah. there's so much power in music like mm-hmm. We are conditioned like this. This is kind of a thing where it's like, is it even something we learned? Is it something we taught ourselves, or is yeah. it something that's innate to human existence that like music has meaning to us? Like the sounds that we make, did we make them and decide that the meaning afterwards, or did we decide the meaning because of how they sounded? Yeah, like, well, even just the way that there's, I, I'm sure that there's just 
a song that could come on the radio, you're not even really listening to it, but your 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 foot will just start tapping. Yeah. You know, it, it's just something simple as that, where you're just getting something out of you, you know? It, it's just a wild thing. Like you said, mm-hmm. music can make such an impact. And I mean, we talked a little bit about it with, like, the musical scores of films, like you yeah. know, Interstellar or John Williams, you know. Like, but with that, usually it's yeah. like, oh, it's, like, super good, and yeah. it changes the movie, and it adds this layer, but, like, we never get into that layer. Like, yeah. what is it? Yeah. And, and like, there is there's this deeper... Sort of like when when a certain tone is played, that's like a discordant tone. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what that means. We don't have to say anything. We don't have to describe it or explain it. It just you just know. Yeah. And it might be because it's used all the time. Like we use the same styles, the same sort of structures across everything. Or is it like kind of what I was saying before? Like is it something where we just understand that inherently? Yeah. And I mean, I was playing uh, a little while ago. I have the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack in my yeah. car. <laughs> uh, but I was playing for Jess. It's a title uh, called Anakin's Dark Deeds. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was playing it for her, and I was just like, just out of curiosity. Uh, and I was like, what do you think is happening here? And she was like, oh, it's not good, I don't think. And she was like, she was like, someone's kind of mad or sad or, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like and she, you know, she was she was just going through like she she was like, and I mean, like I said, she was a band kid too, so she comes at it from a different perspective yeah. than maybe most people. But she's like, I I can definitely tell that bad things are happening, and I'm like, it's just really cool that there's no words, no nothing, and she was able to tell what was going on, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what Jack Black, go, you know, he talks to the kids about, and like Zach's song, like you said, is about his life and like things that are going on and like is much better choice than Jack Black's song because Jack's Black song was just for revenge and you know like yeah it was kind of out of spite yeah mm-hmm. and like I mean you could say that's similar yeah it's similar because like Zach's song is is he's saying like oh, I'm I don't want to do all these things that like my dad is making me do yeah but it's a little bit more like true a little bit more comes from the heart like jack black's i don't think really came from the heart it came from he wanted to win as well yeah and so he's like what's a song that would win you know he was coming Mm -hmm. at it from that point and like yeah uh he's like what's a song that would win and what would piss these guys off yeah exactly because they went right before yeah school of rock did Mm -hmm. and then also and did end up winning yeah, well, that, that that was such a, I think we mentioned it a little bit before, but that was a great thing is when he chose to do Zach's song, I think one of the kids said, what if we don't win? And he's like, that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's not the point. Yeah. It's about doing one good show. Because it could change the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then their little uh, prayer to the God of Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it, like you said, it really shows the power of music in it. And how it can affect people, and it's it's hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's difficult to put into words. I mean, that's why we got music, right? Like, exactly. Like, like literally, yeah. you're exactly on the nose there. That's why we have it because there are certain things that we just can't express with words. Yeah. Like as complicated and like how there's like a thousand words for every concept yeah. in the English language, and yet somehow sometimes we still just can't put something into words. <laughs> yeah. And so and that's it, why we and play music. Well, that's the funny thing too, is like sometimes you need to put it into the words of music, the rhymes, the, you know, like you need to put it in that context. 
I, I've seen a few things where people are like, what are the universal languages? And the only two that I can remember is mathematics and music. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's kind of the dichotomy where it's like pure logic versus pure expression. And it's, it's like, it's fascinating that you could go to any culture on the world, on the entire planet, not know any of their words, and they could play a song and you might be able to guess what they're talking about. Yeah. In a, like any circumstance. And we could play some of our music and they might be able to guess what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, that's the thing is across the world, like American music or, you know, music with like English lyrics and things is still very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all the like people know who these icons are. You know, these people, the like, I mean, I was just going to say David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Those are United Kingdom people, not American. But yeah. um, <laughs> we'll, take, we'll steal those guys, I guess. But, like, everyone knows who those guys are, you know? Like, it, it, it's just crazy how music can reach such a wide audience. Mm-hmm. And in any form, like, you know, like I said earlier, Skylar says that my music taste is a little all over the place. It's just, there's so many things that speak to me, man. Like, And, and there's so many things that are important. Like... Look at all the different movies we've talked about. Mm-hmm. We've gone from the animated movies for kids all the way to like the the very irreverent and violent Suicide. like R-rated movies yeah. and and like super introspective like science sci-fi movies to just like goofy having a like fun time and like weird like all kinds of stuff. Well, we always talk about like you, you can see you know, and this is especially with music as well. You can see what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you really look at, like, this movie. On the surface, goofy Jack Black comedy. Yeah. But, like, when you look a little deeper. But deeper down, what are they saying? Yeah. Why did they say that? That's important. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, and, and there's so many times where we probably reviewed a movie because of one thing. Yeah. There's one part of it that we were like, that's why I want to watch this movie. And then the rest of it just came with that. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is, this was, you know, we, we've talked about before that we each choose movies. We do movies neither mm-hmm. of us have seen or movies both of us have seen. This was my movie. Yeah. Uh, and I picked it because, like, as a kid, I loved it, and it really solidified my love for rock music. And I mean, that is a little bit of what we talked about, but it spawned mm-hmm. it as something so much greater, you know? It's, like Yeah, it, it gives you insight into a more important topic. Mm-hmm. Like, a bigger idea. That's something that's harder to talk about. Something that's harder to express. Something that's harder to quantify. And and this gives us a window into that. Well, yeah. And it even... It does things where, like... It didn't... Like, even when I brought this table, I didn't realize that I would make the parallels to, like, my theater teacher. Mm-hmm. Where, like, she had such an influence on my life. In the same way that Jack Black did these kids. And, uh, like... It's just weird. I didn't realize that is why I, you know, like, I didn't realize that was part of it, you know, yeah. until we started talking. I, I think we'll have time because this episode is actually not too long yet. Um, I wanted to talk about the drumline, the movie thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is kind of piggybacking off of your point where you're saying, you know, that parallel with your uh, theater experience. And earlier in the episode, I kind of make made a joke, but like... The, the divide between band kids and choir kids or theater kids yeah. or like but at the same time it's like we're both doing the same thing mm-hmm. we're expressing ourselves through music 
I just did it with an instrument and you did it with your voice, like, and, and but through acting and yeah. stuff like that. And so one of the reasons why marching band was so important for me, and, and it's, I'm sure it's similar with theater, mm-hmm. although I, I don't have personal experience being there, right. is that it taught me to be a small part of a greater whole. Yeah. Like, I played the tenor drums, which are neat because it's five drums in one, not just not just a single guy. And so I got to play, like, fun, cool stuff, but my part was boring, unless you put it in the context of the hundred other people that were there yep. doing all their stuff. And that's similar with this movie. It's like, you can play the guitar. Now you play the guitar. That's cool. And now you come over, you play the keyboard. That's cool. You play the bass. Yes. That's cool. Now all of us go together. Yeah, that scene at the very beginning where he does that, like that exact thing where he gets them all, like, okay, you guys can all do this. Now let's do it together. That was cool. Because like you said, I have had similar experiences. Like um, in high school, my two main plays we did were Oklahoma and Little Shop of Horrors. Little mm-hmm. Shop of Horrors, I was a lead, so it was a little bit different. But Oklahoma, I was an ensemble. And so like I had... You know, like, I was dancing in the back. I was singing parts that were, you know, just like, ha, 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 ha. You know, just like, you know, things that are boring, like you said, by itself. But realizing that it's part of a larger whole, realizing that without me there, it may not look as good. Or, you know, like... uh, It's less believable. Well, even me, like I said, in Little Shop of Horrors, I was a lead. I uh, I was a big part. But without everyone else there... Even the little little parts, you know, someone who just has one line comes in and that's it. It wouldn't be the same. Just because yeah. I'm a lead doesn't really make, you know, like, without everybody else, it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. Like, I wasn't the center snare. Yeah. But I was on the drum line. Yeah. Like, that was my moment of pride. That was my perspective is, like, I got to be on the drum line, which is super cool and super important. And, like... I've in the past I've kind of like joked that there are other parts of the the whole ensemble that mm-hmm. might not seem as <laughs> as crucial as others, but at the same time it's like though it's still necessary to get a certain feeling across. Like there's a certain, just like with the structures of notes and like like the styles of music, the the types of instruments have a feeling associated with them. We know what it means. When you hear a bass drum thumping versus like a trumpet just going at it. Like yeah. those mean very different things. And hearing them just by themselves, it had like that's just sort of this inherent thing we, we get across where it's mm-hmm. just like I hear the instrument, I know what it means. I have all these associations. I can guess what they're trying to do right now. Yeah. Even though it's like just one instrument. Right. Yeah. And it I mean that applies to movies as well. Like imagine if you didn't have a cinematographer, you know, yeah. <laughs> like. And, per- oh, keep. Uh, no, that. I was just gonna say it's like people don't. We've talked about this a couple of times, but people don't talk a lot about you know. It's like the director, or the actors, or the writers, or you know, mm-hmm. like which they all do important things, but without that one person, uh, like it all falls apart. You know, like it's yeah. like it, 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 it's kind of crazy to like, and that's the same with music and acting and you know all that. And more so, the the band didn't become a real band. Until Jack Black, Dewey, mm-hmm. decided to let them make like decisions as a whole. Make a decision that's best for everyone. Well, yeah, that's the thing. When he said, I think we should do Zach's song, but it's up to you guys. 
Yeah. He's like, we're a, we're a band. And, like, you know, they had their concerns. And he was like, no, you know, I think we'll be able to do it. And then he's like, okay, hands in. And they all decided to. Yeah. And, and, and even, like, you know, he, like we said, he was doing it for selfish things at first. And I don't think he was going to bring in any of the other kids. But when one of the uh, kids was like, oh, does that mean we don't get to be part of the band? You know, he said it kind of a really sad way. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jack was like, no. He's like, no, after lunch, I will assign all of you guys important parts of this band and and it was it was a little bit to like include everyone but at yeah. the same time those other parts are important yeah i mean like the security the i mean when they were sneaking around without people without like principal mullins uh-huh. knowing the security guys had a good you know job to do the the stylist kid the uh the group the groupies which was a funny it was kind of a, <laughs> a silly one but like they even they uh they came up with a name for the band yeah. and uh and then, like, Summer, the manager, keeping things on track, you know, uh, all of that. He gave an important role to everyone. Yeah. And I also liked at the very end when they had their encore. And he was like, no, 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 just the band. Okay, okay, everyone go out, you know, because they were all rushing out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, yeah, it's it's an important thing that, and, and, again, that's going back to, like, him switching the song from his to Zach's. Is, is him realizing that's like, this, that first song was about me. And the second song, I mean, yeah, it's about Zach, but it's about what Zach learned from being in this band. And they got more uh, accustomed to being a band when, like, it was such a cool thing when Jack heard him practicing his song. And he went over there and he was like, hey, what's that? He's like, oh, it's just a song. And he was like, okay, well, you got lyrics on it? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's learn it. And he's yeah, like, we're all learning it together. That's how band, being in a band works. We all play each other's music. Yeah, and, like, I really liked that because, like, Zach was like, why? You know, this isn't part of the... That, what they thought was the project at the time. He was like, this isn't part of the project. He's like, yeah, but we're a band. We learn each other's songs. Yeah. And just, just cause I, I want to mention it cause it'll be, it'll be weird if, yeah. it, if I don't, the thing with Drumline the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is mainly because like, we've been talking about my experience in Drumline. We watched that movie and I was upset about one thing. Yeah. They made him a snare drummer. Ah. Not a bass drummer. If yeah. they really, because his whole thing in that movie is he has to learn to be a part of the band and to not stick out on his own. Yeah. And the bass drums cannot stand on their own. They are effectively one, like there's five of them, sometimes six. Yeah. They are one instrument. You play the bass line as one instrument. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it would have been so much better if he was <laughs> in the bass line and he's like, okay, I have to understand. Like, all of us have to be on the same wavelength. Right. We all have to know what everyone else is thinking. So that, because, like, it's five different pitches. Mm-hmm. And so they all play at different times within a given, like, measure or even within a given, like, quarter note. Yeah. You could have three of them playing at once. Like, and, and so they have to split all these notes across the whole line. And so it's just like seeing that and seeing how the band doesn't work until they all work together and how. Dewey doesn't really get across the final... Like, he... That is the lesson he learns, is it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about the band. Yep. And, and I... That was just the... the no, the no, I think, I, I, think it, I think it, t- it tied in pretty well. And uh, one thing I thought, too, that it's like, you know, at the very end when they're doing their, you know, class thing, is they mm-hmm. all get solos, and I remember you, uh, you, you were like, where's the bass solo? Yeah, the bass is cool! <laughs> More people, like, the bass is just like... Boop. 
boom, 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 over there. And it's just like, no, do cool bass things. I mean, you can do some bass cool is stuff dope. with the bass, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a bass line in uh, You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon that mm. is one of my favorites. It's like, and then it goes, now, 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 now. I love that song. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, my favorite part is, is in music when people just, like, let the musicians do their thing. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many pop artists that, like, hire these, like, top of the line, like, the most amazing drummers of all time. And then there's, like, and that's it. And yet they could be over, like, like, I don't even know. That's that's one of my favorite things about, like, like, I've gone to Journey two times in, in concert. And, like, they've done both times where they, like, highlight each of their person in their band. Like, there was, uh, their drummer has a song where he's playing the drums while he's singing. He sings the song. That's got to be hard. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so cool. And then they have the guitarist play his thing. They have the bass guitarist do his thing. And I'm like, it's so cool to highlight that. And they even, throughout the band, they're like, oh, this is our singer. He's great. This is our guitarist. He's great. You know, like. Or the, is it the drummer of, uh, is it? Def Leppard? Def Leppard. Yeah. One arm? Yeah, with one arm. I saw them live. That was insane. You saw Def Leppard live? Yeah. Man, I'm jealous. (laughs) And Stucks. And Stucks. Sticks? Yes. (laughs) Man, I'm jealous. Allie will know what I'm talking about. You saw Sticks and Def Leppard? When Uh was this? A couple years ago. Without me? I went with Remy and his his family. Man, I'm jealous. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And that was when I, that was when I learned about his whole accident where mm-hmm. he lost his arm. And, yeah, and he and the band was coming up to his hospital room to tell him they were gonna like let him go and yeah. be all sad about it. And they got into the room and he was rewriting his music to be played with one arm. And they're like, "Well, darn! Like he's <laughs> he's has to stay in the band now." <laughs> well, I, I've heard it's really impressive to watch him. It's crazy. Like yeah. I wish I could have gotten a better view of him. Yeah, but he's like. Uh, he was up in the middle of the stage with like just gargantuan drum set. Oh yeah, and like he's got all these crazy pedals everywhere, so he can play every part of it with just one arm. And I'm that's just like, bro, so, that's crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and there was um, like it's so cool to watch them work because mm-hmm. like uh, we saw Toto, uh, Toto, uh, they sing Africa. Yeah. Um, we saw them before Journey. They were playing with Journey, which was awesome. And there was this flautist who comes out. He's just rocking the flute. Just was, was it Terry Crews? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, but like, it was so cool to watch all the different <laughs> things that they can do, and like how that they they're proud of each other, and they're like, yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about this yet. The, the kids all were playing their own instruments. Yes, in the movie. they were. Mm-hmm. And like, so was Jack Black. Yeah. It wasn't just like pretend we're gonna ha ha play. Yeah. We're going to fake it. I think they said that, uh, like, uh, in the trivia, I read that some of the solos were uh, were a little bit more, like, complicated. Yeah, or and like so, that. like, so they, they didn't to... play a lot of the solos. All the but, kids were playing their own music. Yeah, there's several shots of them in the classroom where, like, they're strumming the guitar or mm-hmm. playing the keyboard. And, like, it matches up perfectly, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Like, well, I, even I don't know the, a ton about playing the, guitar. but There's like, even one point where, like, he's doing the down, now, now, smoke on the water. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's smoking water. Don't kill me. I, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, he's playing that, and uh, Zach kind of stumbles, and you hear that narrow like. Yeah. And I was like, "That's what would happen," you know? Like, <laughs> it's it's really cool. Like, I, I I'm kind of sad we didn't mention that till now. Yeah, it's yeah. really impressive that they got all these kids to 
be able to actually play the instruments right. that they're playing. Well, and it was really cool too that all the kids in my book they all did a really good job too. It, like I think it probably helped having Jack Black be the one that they were acting opposite of. Yes. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, he's such a chill, you know, funny guy that pro- he probably made things really easy for him. Mm-hmm. But like they all did a really great job. Yeah. And yeah, I just I think this is an incredible movie that like it really stands the test of time too. Like it came out in 2003 and so and it's still one of Jack Black's most famous films. So the real question is as as I was talking about before we started recording, uh is this just Jack Black's version of Dead Poets Society? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I I thought about, I was like a lot less sad for sure. A lot less sad. <laughs> yeah. Um and I mean, it is Robin Williams is in the original Dead Poets Society, but I, when you said that, I was like, kind of. Yeah, like you're not entirely wrong. I was like, like I, I was might like, not like it, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, instead of poetry, it's rock music. So yeah, yeah. But if we really want to get into it, how different are poetry and music? Well, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's just putting poetry to instruments. Like, and have Jack Black and Robin Williams done a movie together? I don't know. You would be the person to ask. I don't think so. Don't ask but, me. Like I might I don't be wrong. Things. I might be wrong. Like but. you, <laughs> I'm not good with with yeah. actors and directors and stuff. But I am so much worse with music. Yeah, yeah. People like I will have heard a song a thousand times, and they'll be like, "Hey, do you know this artist?" And I'll be like, "Never heard of him." And they'll be like, "Have you heard of this song?" And I'm like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And, and they'll play it, it, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard this a thousand times." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Yeah," and I just I don't have any association of the three things. Well, <laughs> real quick, I just thought of this because I know you love this song, but like, you know, there are people who go off on like rock music or metal or things like that and when uh, they're like, oh, it's just fluff, you know, there's no meaning to it. What about Disturbed Song of Sil- uh, Sound of Silence? You know, like, <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big old metal version of that song, yeah. but yeah, that, that's a really great version <laughs> and like but like the the power that's conveyed mm-hmm. in the vocals alone like just the vocals compared yeah. to the original yeah like it's it's profoundly different it it's, is it's the same song they're saying the same things but the way he's he's singing it mm-hmm. adds so much to what's actually being said yeah and that happened like you, you get throughout the years where they're like, rock music is means nothing. And then like, because like Guns N' Roses, they had for years where people were like, they can't do anything profound. And then Gun Ro- Guns N' Roses was like, let's do Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> hold, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Zeppelin with Stairway of Heaven. I mean, Zeppelin's just incredible. And just, yeah. oh man, ACDC, you know. I saw someone the other day, they're like, they just sound the same. I'm like, I'm like, hold up. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. And then Journey and uh, Motley Crue and Kiss and I love, I love it all. You know, just uh, Motorhead. You know, like Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Motorhead. <laughs> Such uh, a good name. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, but I, I think we're we're starting to ramble a little bit yeah. here, so we can kind of wrap it up. Yeah. But I I hope that in our ramblings you also found some meaning. Mm-hmm. Because while we might not sing, this is our form of, of expression. That was a lot more deep than I meant it to be. Yeah, I was going to say, like, well wow. said. <laughs> well said. That's just off the cuff. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean it. Like, we're sitting here just talking about the meaning we see in movies. 
and how we interpolate that into our lives and how it changes and adds to us as human beings. And that's important. And we, like, we really don't care how many people are listening to us, but we hope that you are, you get that from mm-hmm. what we're saying. So, yeah, and again, thank you. Like, yes, we always say that yeah. a couple times, but thank you. Yeah, and it, it, it really is. The world to us. It really does. It, it's one of our favorite things to do. I mean, I get, even on an off day, you know, if I know that Down's <laughs> coming over to, to record, I'm like, I okay. W- I will say today was a pretty off day for me. Yeah. I've had a rough little while, and and I was feeling real crappy this morning, and I woke up with a like a splitting headache, and mm. I got over here, and I was just like, I don't know how this episode's gonna go, and then we got into it, and I don't even, I didn't even think about that until yeah. now, like it just wasn't even a part it, of it. It helps, and I mean, we've only had one time, and we talked about it that it was off, but it was because it was like really off. <laughs> it was yeah. like we were both really off, and then we had to record, re-record the episode, but but. It, yeah. This it helps like having that outlet and having something like that, and we're just glad that you guys are along the ride with us. And so you know you can find us on on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and check out our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and as always, remember to watch what you love and love what you watch. Okay.